Hello everyone, this is the Jay Rolden Podcast Show. Welcome back to another episode of Poetry. If you're newer to this live, we talk about poetry, we talk about poems, we talk about poets, we talk about how we connect with it, we share stories, I listen to some of your stories, you share your comments, and we edify each other throughout this entire live. So I want to welcome you to a another episode. Once again, this is the Jay Rolden Speaks podcast show. If you like to listen to some poems and want to have some of these recordings released, and if you want to follow them, I have an account on Spotify that you can follow. So if you have Spotify or if you don't have Spotify, you should download it and search for the Jay Rolden Speaks show and you'll see a picture of my face and I would encourage you guys to follow and subscribe, right? Anyway, I'll talk more details about that a little bit later. Yes, as you guys can tell, I have been <laughs> I've been ill and it's been quite a few days actually and my voice is almost back to normal but it's pretty sexy right now, so I figured I could do one tonight, and hopefully I can keep my energy level up. I've had a long day. This is my first time going back to work after being basically absent for the entire week, and so my energy level is still up there, but I don't know how long I'll be able to last. Anyway, I want to say thank you to all of you that have been following me, and I just want to appreciate all of your wonderful comments. Those of you who have been DMing me, I really, really appreciate it, and I hope that you guys are having a wonderful day. I want to give a shout out to all of my um, my patrons that are actually helping me on my Spotify account. And so I really, really sincerely from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you so much to all my monthly supporters. And I'm just going to name your first name, so don't worry. I'm not going to mention your last name. But I want to say a special thank you to Miss Sarah for your wonderful support. And Miss Lisa, of course, thank you so much for your wonderful messages and also for your support as well. And Nusheen, I don't know if she's in this live right now, but I just want to say thank you as well for always being kind-hearted and also helping me on the Spotify platform. And of course, Miss Carbon, thank you so much for your support as well and all of your wonderful messages. Carlanda, I really don't know you that well, but I just want to say thank you for just taking the chance on me and you know supporting me on my podcast on spotify so wonderful shout out and a special thank you to you of course miss nancy thank you so much for your support as well i hope that you continue to like my content and you have and you leave me wonderful messages so thank you so much for that and uh, thank you also for tammy as well i don't know tammy too well but of course uh, i just want to say thank you for your wonderful support as well in that platform and last but not least i want to say thank you to sandra for your wonderful wonderful support on my spotify account once again i want to encourage the rest of you to go to my platform on spotify and i would absolutely appreciate you guys helping me out on that platform it is a great platform and there's actually some content on there that's not on my TikTok account. So I hope that you guys are enjoying some of that. And one day I would like to have my Spotify account free of ads so that it can be all flawless and, you know, without interruptions. But unfortunately right now I need a couple more supporters on there to help me get to that point. So, um, so if you would maybe just let others, maybe your colleagues or maybe some of your friends or family to uh, maybe go to that platform and maybe just get them to listen a couple, to a couple of my episodes and uh, hopefully they'll make the jump to support me on that platform as well. 
Anyways, y'all. So, as I said, I've been ill for the last few days, and I don't know how long I'll be able to last right now this this evening, but I do promise to share some poems tonight that I think might be heartwarming and intriguing and something that will edify you and build you up for tomorrow and for the rest of your week. Once again, <clears throat> my voice is somewhat back to normal, but I do want to make sure that I'm hydrating it properly and hopefully we can get to a, at least a couple poems for tonight and analyze them together. Anyway, thank you so much for everything guys and I'm looking forward to tonight. This is going to be a really great night and I'm reading a, po a few poems tonight that I haven't read before on a live, on these lives at least. So I hope you guys enjoy these and those of you, once again, those of you who are new, what I like to do is, after I read some of these poems, I like to share some stories on like how I relate to, to these poems, how I connect to them. So after I'm done reading them and how I share my stories, I would like for you guys to also comment how you are connecting to these stories. So one of the things I tell my followers is, whenever you listen to a new, new, a new story, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be a poem, but of course here we read poetry. So anytime you come across a new story, a new poem, I want you to concentrate and pick out maybe two to three words that really, really stand out to you the most, right? And you don't actually have to explain why they stand out to you the most. They just do, okay? So just pick those out, and then whenever you are finished listening to this poem, try to expand on like how that one or two words that you picked out, how they sort of relate to, well, first of all, how that they relate to to you right how do those words relate to you and then after you figure out how it relates to you then i want you to associate it with the title of the poem and then you can go back and make a full circle and bring it back to the poem and where it was placed in the poem itself so sometimes i'll read poems twice maybe sometimes three times very rarely but i'll definitely read it in a way that will be memorable so hopefully it can make sense and you guys can find something endearing about it so anyway <clears throat> thank you so much for being here and we're gonna get started here pretty soon so first poem that i want to read tonight is one that is from edmund spencer and this is actually a pretty old one so this is written back in the 1500s and i can't remember the exact date of this but it's definitely an older one right so um i hope that you guys Enjoy this one. This one is titled, One Day I Wrote Her Name. Right? So, let me, let, me, let me read the title for you again. One Day I Wrote Her Name. And I like this one, actually. So, let's see if this one works. Alright? Alright. I'm going to start this track one more time. And then, when it starts to zero, I'm going to read it. And first, I need to hydrate first. And then, I'll continue. All right, let's, try, let's do this again. Once again, this is by Edmund Spencer. This is titled, One Day I Wrote Her Name. and washed it away 
again I wrote it with a second hand. But came the tide and made my pains his prey. Vain man, she said, that dost in vain assay a mortal thing so to immortalize, for I myself shall like to this decay and eke my name be wiped out likewise. Not so, quoth I, let baser things devise to die in dust, but you shall live by fame. My verse, your virtues rare shall it eternize, and in the heavens write your glorious name, where, when as death shall all be the world subdue and our love shall live and later life renew <laughs> i'm gonna read that again actually <clears throat> and trust me you're gonna appreciate it let me read this one more time and i'm actually gonna slow it down actually i'm gonna slow it way down but this time do me a favor when i read it again when i read the second time here once again, I, want, I really want you to pay attention to one or two words that really, really stand out to you the most. All right? <clears throat> and we'll see how well you can make sense of this poem. So, one more time. I'm going to start this track again. This is titled, One Day I Wrote Her Name. Again, I wrote it with a second hand, but came the tide and made my pains his prey. Vain man, said she, that dost in vain assay a mortal thing so to immortalize. For I myself shall like to this decay and eke my name be wiped out likewise. Not so, quoth I, let baser things devise to die in dust, but you shall live by fame, and my verse, your virtues rare shall eternize. And in the heavens write your glorious name. Where, when as death shall all the world subdue, our love shall live and later life renew. <clears throat> so, Excuse me. 
So, I don't know how many gentlemen have written y'all's name in sand before, or really in anywhere. It doesn't necessarily have to be sand, but how many? I don't know how many gentlemen you've dated that actually wrote your name down. But I must say, from a man's perspective, there's something really, really like important about the act of writing your name on something, right? Now, I'm going to say a word here that is going to seem a little bit like kind of a red flag to y'all, okay? But let me explain how this works for a guy, okay? So, for some of us, okay, I'm not going to say all men, but for some of us, we like writing your name down because for two reasons. Number one is we want to see how you react. We want to see how you feel about it. We want to see how you actually like kind of respond to it, right? Like we want to see how you actually respond to us. Is this something that you find endearing or is it something that you find kind of like a, a controlling aspect? Because trust me, most men have experienced both. <laughs> I wouldn't say it at equal balance, but most men have experienced both. Like we, we sort of like got the ones that like, you know, they thought we had, we were a little bit obsessed and then we got the one, and then we interacted with ones that actually really liked it. Okay. Now, what's the point of writing your name down? Well, like I said, it's to see how you respond. And then number two is yes, we like to have some type of ownership. Yes. Like I said, that's going to sound like a red flag to you all. But this is not about controlling. This is more about like identifying, right? To feel identified by you. You understand? So like, like <laughs> I saw anyway, you remember, do you remember in Toy Story, the movie, right? The animated movie where Andy was writing his name down on the foot of his toys, right? <laughs> now, by all means, ladies, I'm not saying that men like want to write their names down on your feet, but <laughs> When, when we give a name, right? When we write your name down on something, it's like a way of like feeling like we, we, you know, that, that we belong together, right? Like it's like an ownership thing. Like you and I are like in the same sort of fabric, right? We're in the same sort of space. We're in the same sort of field. We're in the same sort of mentality. We're in the same sort of emotional journey here, right? So it may not be to the exact parallel, but at least this is a gesture that, we want to at least emulate some type of ownership, right? Because here's the interesting thing about ownership, because you might think it's one sided, but that's not that's actually not true, because whenever you actually are owning something, you are actually owned by it as well. Right. Think about all the things that you own right now in your house or in your dwelling place. Think about this. Can you can you see that house having the exact same ambience without those things in them? Right. You bought those things for a reason. You have those things for a reason. And so I'm not saying that you can't live without them. Of course, you can. If you, you know, when push comes to shove, then of course you can live without them. But it makes your life a lot more difficult. You see what I'm saying? So. <laughs> so the idea here is like when a guy writes your name on sand or really on anything, it's a gesture of we belong. Right. It's not about you belong to me because it's it's not only you belong to me, but I belong to you. You understand? Like, like this is our way of demonstrating that sort of ownership because now you are with me and I am with you. And that's the reason why we like to do that, right? Now, here's another way of thinking of this, this idea of ownership. And I've talked about this before in previous lives, but the Greek word for 
for identifying for for giving things names right labeling things for categorizing things and it's the word nomos okay nomos is naming right when you when you are naming things you are identifying them so that's what nomos means right and so it's a critical it's a critical act when it comes to like actually to to the act of creation okay now those of you once again those of you who are new to this live something that i also talk about is something called poesis okay poesis yes it's directly associated with poetry but the greek word for poesis is actually poesis which means to be in the making right so if something is constantly in the making sometimes we need sort of like a cut a, a cutoff point and whenever we cut off the making part then we give it a nomos right this is where nomos takes place so this is part of like the actual transition of creation itself right when you can come up with an, with an idea and then when you sort of like want to give it an identity, then you have to name it. You have to identify it. You have to categorize it. You have to like give it a nomos, right? Nomos is part of, in many ways, it's kind of like the second stage of poesis, right? So that's how poetry works. That's how naming works. That's how ownership works. That's how like identifying works. So where am I going with this, guys? Here's a practice that some of us, and when I say us, I mean guys, this is a practice that we like to do a lot. We like giving you nicknames. At least guys like me like to do that. We like to give nicknames. And when we do that, it's because nobody else in this area, okay, sure, some people like to use the word bay or babe right those are those are fine okay in many ways you know you can still make that a unique name but sometimes you'll come up with an even more unique name and when that happens man that's really a really good sign for for y'all when i say y'all you ladies like if you're dating a guy or interested in a guy and he actually gets to the point where he gives you like a, a really special name wow like that's pretty amazing like it, it, it means it's like a it's really like a grand gesture from us now of course there's gonna be some people that some guys that probably just loose loosely you know give out names and really don't think about the importance of you know unique nicknames that are given out but I'm pretty sure you guys can distinguish a good guy from a not so good guy you know what I'm saying <laughs> so anyway the good guys right some of us will actually name give you guys a nickname that will be very endearing and therefore you should be well take that as a noble gesture right which is why in this poem i like this idea of one day i wrote her name right this isn't just like a light poem this isn't something that is just done on a whim this guy edmund spencer wrote the woman that he is in love with right that he's interested in he wrote her name down right that's like a very very noble gesture and you have to understand too like this is written in the 1500s so this is before we had any type of like computer technology so writing is a pretty serious act right it's a way of documenting of making things official and once again yes he wrote it in sand 
but the act of writing itself is still like this unique gesture of using your hands and the actual motion of it as a way of like, hey, look, I'm using this energy level right now, this exercise, this movement, this gesture as part of my act of communicating my loyalty to you, my fondness to you. So this may not be like a marriage proposal, but in many ways, it's kind of like pretty close to it, you know? Obviously, this is not about marriage, but I'm pretty sure Edmund Spencer would very much like to marry this woman. So that's why I like this title, right? One day I wrote her name, right? So, so nice, so special, so unique, so kind of genuine and just just really lovely, you know? The day, the, the day that the woman that I'm interested in doesn't appreciate that is probably someone that I probably can't see a future with, honestly, because, you know, some people don't like it. That's fine. Then I'm probably not the guy for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pretty plain and simple. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure there's other people that, like, you know, are more to your liking. But I like, I like writing a woman's name down and if I give her a nickname then I definitely like to say and give you that nickname and yeah I don't know it's such a I love it man which which is kind of a bummer because if things don't work out with the girl that you gave that nickname to right I'll be honest with you <laughs> so I'll be honest with you <laughs> there's a there's a particular nickname that I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed out that I, I don't I won't get to use it again because because it was very unique it was very special it was very like actually like something that I, I I never nicknamed anyone else except for this one woman with that nickname and it's kind of sad that I don't get to like say it anymore to her because well anyway you get the idea right like. I don't know if I'm more sad that I'm not together with her anymore or more sad that like I can't say that name anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's one and the same. It's it's one and the same, so <coughs> sorry. Anyway, good stuff. <laughs> Alright. Shall we move on to the next poll? Alright, so this next one is called Report of Health. Now it sounds like a little dry poem, but it's actually a really, really great poem. Like it's a very like it's it's a love poem. But it sounds very, very dry, right? Like the title itself says Report of Health. So let's see what this particular poet is reporting on, right? So once again, this is another love poem, but this is written by John Updike. And this was written early nineteen hundreds or shall we say mid 1900s sorry so a def definitely a lot more to closer to our age but not as old as Edmund Spencer's right so let's see what John Updike says in Report of Health you guys ready yeah here we go
I am alone tonight. The wrong I have done you sits like a sore beneath my thumb and burns like a boil on my heart's left side. I am unwell. My viscera long clenched in love of you have undergone a detested relaxation. And there is within a ghostly maze of phantom tubes and nodules where those citizens are passions fit and here like sunlight passing from a pattern of streets I feel your bright love leaving another night today I am told dear friend by another you seem happy and well nothing could hurt me more how dare you be happy you shaped so precisely for me my cup and my mirror how dare you disdain to betray by some disarray of your hair my being torn from you I would rather believe that you knew your friend would come to me and so seemed well, not a hair out of place. Like an actress blindly hurling a pose into the fascinated darkness, as for me, you are still the eyes of the air. And I travel from point to point in your presence, each unattended gesture hopes to catch your eye. I may not right again and my voice goes nowhere dear friend don't let me heal don't worry I am well I am happy to dwell in a world whose hell I will the doorway hints at your ghost and a tiger pounces on my heart the lilac bush is a devil inviting me into you. your hair <laughs> reports of health <laughs> by John Updike obviously it's not a funny poem I'm laughing because it's you know it's, it's this guy is so miserable. <laughs> this guy is so miserable that he willfully, okay, he, he admits he willfully desires to live in misery. Why? Because he would rather live in a world of misery knowing that he at least has the memory of this woman that he used to love in, in, in real life <laughs> than to face the reality that she's no longer with him right this is definitely not a healthy poem this is definitely not a healthy habit to have but it shows you the power right it shows you the power of you know how much a distraught man okay particularly a man 
you know, how much they actually go through and the heartache that they endure whenever someone that they used to love is no longer with them, right? And we can only assume that, you know, you know, for, for whatever reason she left, you know, we can only assume that, you know, it was not, it was not up to, it was not up to his will to, to, to not have that relationship anymore, right? So like whatever happened, you know, he must live with the consequences, right? And so the consequence here being that he willfully chooses to live in misery because at least at least he will have some illusion of her rather than face the reality that he can't have her so yeah it's it's pretty sad you know pretty sad that a guy willfully chooses to do that right and who knows how long it'll take for him to overcome that once again this is just a poem but it's a really interesting perspective right a really interesting way of like seeing someone that willfully chooses to be in misery <laughs> so I don't recommend that, by the way. If there's any dudes in this life, I don't recommend that, okay? <laughs> I just wanted to read this poem so that you understand, like, sometimes, you know, choosing this route is done on purpose and not that you didn't have a choice. You understand? That's really what I'm trying to get at. And I'll admit, I'll admit, there was a couple of instances in my own situations where, you know, I could have easily lived in misery because as I had shared some of my story to some of y'all, yeah, I wanted to live in misery because I wanted to justify all my actions according to the pain, right? I'm not going to get into the details again. Let's explain that again. But that's what that's what we do. Okay. I'm not speaking for women here. I'm, I'm talking for about men. Okay. This is what we do. Right. We want to justify our actions. We want to justify our actions. We want to we want to do the things that we want to do and make it about us. And therefore, like, you know, whatever, whatever happens, whatever consequences or benefits that happens from that. Well, it's all justified because of the pain that was caused. And that's how we willfully choose to do that, right? But of course, as you guys heard from me time and time again, this is not a healthy habit. You know, I learned that firsthand. That's not a healthy habit. I definitely would not be reading poems as right now. I wouldn't be doing these lives. I wouldn't be reading these poems. I wouldn't be reflecting on them. And... You know, I wouldn't have an ear for something that is genuine, an ear for something that is sweet, something that is kind, something that is loving. And I absolutely, most likely wouldn't have opened up my heart to anyone, really, you know, you know, making it vulnerable and risking it for somebody that I was interested in, right? I willfully choose to do that instead, because I know what type of caliber of man I can be when I choose that side right so there you go (laughs) 
All right, let's do another one by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. And this one's titled, If Thou Must Love Me, Let It Be For Not. You ready? All right. I think you guys will like this one. If thou must love me, let it be for naught, except for love's sake only. And do not say, I love her for her smile, her look, her way of speaking gently, for a trick of thought that falls in well with mine, and certs brought a sense of pleasant ease on such a day. For these things in themselves, beloved, may be changed, or change for thee. And love so wrought may be unwrought so, Neither love me for thine own dear pities wiping my cheeks dry. A creature might forget to weep who bore thy comfort long and lose thy love thereby. But love me for love's sake, that evermore thou, thou mayest love on through love's eternity. You guys really, really, <laughs> thanks Sandra, thanks Sandra, you guys really need to hear this poem, you need to memorize this, seriously, all you ladies right now, you gotta memorize this poem, seriously try to memorize this poem, this is titled, If Thou Must Love Me, Let It Be For Not, by Elizabeth Browning, recite this poem and all those times when you're going through some really, really just troubling or lonesome times, or maybe even questioning, you know, whatever relationship you're currently seeking or in. But I need you to recite this poem to yourself and really think about what this actually means. So listen to this one more time, okay? This is one of the best poems by Elizabeth Browning, who's in my top five most favorite poem poets of all time. Anyway, listen to this. If thou must love me, let it be for naught, except for love's sake only, 
do not say I love her for her smile, her look, her way of speaking gently, for a trick of thought that falls in well with that mine, and certs brought a sense of pleasant ease on such a day. For these things in themselves, beloved, may be changed, or change for thee, and love so wrought may be unwrought so. Neither love me for thine own dear pities, wiping my cheeks dry. A creature might forget to weep, who bore thy comfort, comfort long, and lose thy love thereby. But love me for love's sake, that evermore thou mayest love on, through love's eternity. But love me for love's sake, that evermore thou mayest love on, through love's eternity. So I got a little bit of confession here. Recently, one of my brothers came to hang out with me. And of course, just like big brothers do, you know, always inquire about our love life, right? And, you know, and I'm talking about like, you know, this, this is like an accumulation of like the years, right? The years I've been single, right? So, you know, and he's, he's known about some that I've talked about before. And so recently he asked me like, well, what was wrong with so-and-so? You know, I don't want to use names here, but what was wrong with so-and-so, right? You know, and, and I would explain to him like, you know, there's really nothing wrong. I mean, you know, she was gorgeous, right? Physically beautiful and, you know, had very intelligent, very cultured. You know, and, and some of them were very like just super kind hearted, right? And just just very just so sweet, right? Very sweet. But I just wasn't in love with them. And there's really no other way to explain that. Right? I mean, Elizabeth Barrett Browning's poem, you know, she kind of hints at that actually. Right? She actually tells Robert, right? Her husband actually. She tells him, like, hey, don't just love, don't love me for my looks. Don't love me for my smile. Don't love me because you feel pity. Right? Don't love me for my intelligence. But love me for love's sake, right? Like, love me because you're actually in love with me. Because, as you guys know, that is eternal, eternally lasting, right? That's like an eternal lasting love. Because all those other things will fade. 
At least most of them. <laughs> I hope the intelligence doesn't fade, but you know what I mean, right? But still. Even though she makes that claim, something that people tend to overlook is loving someone for love's sake. Right? That you actually are in love with them. Or that you can see, at least see being in love with them, right? And so that's really the tricky part, right? You can't force yourself to love somebody. You can't force yourself to see, like, you know, even if they chart, check mark all the boxes that you like are looking for in a person. Sometimes that's not enough, because you're just not in love with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. So, you know, that's the conclusion I came to with my explaining it to my brothers. Like, just don't really like, I just don't really love them. That's it. You know, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just not for me. So, you know, and, and it's... Man... there was a way to convey that if there was a way for me to convey Unoften, I fall in love with someone. It would be an outline of a map without any details. It would be like finding a treasure map without a treasure. <laughs> it would be incomplete. But if you could see that unfinished canvas of whatever is drawn, then at least you could see that when I actually say that I'm in love with you, it's true. And it means so much. Which is why, yeah, I love wholeheartedly. And I don't really don't know why some tend to be scared of that, right? And the only assumption is, you know, whatever relationship they had before, you know, that's probably what they're scared about. Because they too don't want to be hurt as well. But maybe if I could draw that map of some sorts that doesn't have 
an actual like details of it maybe then you can see that I mean what I say and I don't just give my heart out to whoever's next right because once again like that's the whole point is like I can't help but want to fall in love with someone that I find appealing to me right so you could have all of the check mark boxes that I, as I reiterated before but if I don't find if I'm not in love with you then I'm not I'm sorry <laughs> I'm not gonna force myself right Alright, listen to this one. This one's titled Then and Now by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. I think you guys, I think you guys might like this one actually. I gotta find something better than this. <laughs> one second. ready this one's titled then and now by paul lawrence dunbar all right one more second just one little thing i gotta check something here all right here we go so this is titled then and now You guys ready? Let's do this. He loved her. And through many years, paid his fair, devoted court, until she wearied and with sneers turned all his ardent love to sport. And that night, within his chamber alone, he long sat writing by his bed. A note in which his heart made moan. For love, the morning found him dead. And like him, a man of later day, 
was jilted by the maid he sought. And from his presence turned away, consumed by burning, bitter thought. He sought his room to write a curse like him before and die, I ween. Ah, no, he put his woes in verse and sold them to a magazine. Listen, so I hope this doesn't sound weird, but one of the curses of having the gift of writing, okay, having the gift of writing. Do you remember when I was talking about when a man writes a woman's name and then when a man gives a woman a nickname, okay? So not only does he write his name, oh, sorry, write her name, but he gives her a nickname, okay? These two gestures, okay? Like, yes, to somebody that is has been hurt before may seem like this is an alarming thing, like it might seem obsessive, but no. To a good man, okay, to a great, to a good man, okay, it doesn't have to be great, but a good man, like, this is a very, like, humble, noble gesture, because you, my dear, right, like, like, you are so special, that he wants to honor you. wants to honor you by making you seem so one of a kind that nothing else in the world can compare. So, when he writes a poem to you, this is like one of the most endearing acts that he can do. And he's fully aware that it's risky because, yes, for whatever reason, she decides not to be with him anymore. And so, in many ways, like, his heart was exposed and displayed for her because he wanted her to see that he means what he says and he puts it in writing and then like 
one of the curses of writing a poem for her is that now your memory lives there and then he has to decide every time he reads that poem whether he wants to endure the heartache of remembering you and you know what most good men will they willfully decide to read that poem and remember you because there was something truly amazing about what you did to them because whatever negative thing happened whatever like pain that was caused whatever like turmoil that was happened all those will never outweigh how they felt about you they may be upset they may be whatever okay whatever upset bitterness whatever okay those will never outweigh how they really feel about you and they feel a lot You know, Plato actually once said that one of the benefits of poets is that they stir courage. Stir courage in people before they go into battle, right? And he was talking about actual, literal battle, not metaphorical. But I would like to believe, at least at some fraction of his argument, is that maybe it was a battle in here as well right the idea of like convincing like the idea of believing okay not just convincing yourself but believing that what you're about to face is going to not be pleasant but you're gonna believe that that memory that you had of that person is going to be so much better least temporary right sometimes I've explained this concept before, but I want you to listen to this one more time. I can't speak for all men. I want to make that very clear. I cannot speak for all men. But some of us that are like me, okay, some of us, we cannot explain why we like certain people in our lives. And when I say like, I mean like love. We cannot explain why we love certain people in our lives. But one of the best 
comparisons to how that works is a painting by Jackson Pollock. And if you're not familiar who the, who that is, I need you to Google search him sometime after this live. Look up Jackson Pollock painting. And you're going to see various iterations of a huge canvas and a textile of basically like paint strokes all over this canvas. And it's chaotic. Okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's very, very chaotic, very dense, very intense. But the longer you look at it, okay, if you truly like spend some time like experiencing it and like getting to know this canvas, there's going to be a line in there somewhere that you are just gonna be attracted to. And you don't really know why. You just are you just do you just like how that one crazy looking line is just like going everywhere in that canvas and it sometimes drives you insane it's like what why what's going on why you can't you just go in a straight line why why do you have to do these all these weird circles and you know what you're okay with it because you're attracted to that line and all of its complexities no matter how insane they drive you, you're willing to put up with those complexities because you love them. And that's what I try to explain to other people, to my brothers, to people that know me, it's like, sure, there's plenty of intelligent, successful, kind-hearted, physically beautiful women out there, all kinds, but there's only one that moves your heart. And sometimes they don't even like know that they're moving your heart. You just know this woman right now that I'm talking to, that I'm getting to know, that, I, that I'm like wanting to spend time with you is like, you're moving my heart. You see what I mean? Like, like if she could see that, right? Like, like, like if she could see how much you move my heart, just like that Jackson Paul, that painting, right? That line, like you can ask me why I'm attracted to you, but I'm just going to tell you I just am because I just am. And if you could understand that, if you could actually like see that for yourself and actually see that I mean that, I mean exactly what I just said, then maybe maybe you would pursue pursue me. Right? Maybe you wouldn't give up on me, even if I seem upset or mad at you, for whatever reason. Maybe you could see that I, I just need a time to,
needed time to be patient. And just be reminded of why why I wanted to be with you. No sé si me vas a entender ahora, pero si es que tú me entiendes ahora. Y no sé si vas a escuchar este este mensaje. Pero quiero que tú sepas que tengo un gran amor para ti. No sé por qué tú te asustaste de mí. Porque yo... Tú me dijiste que me amabas. Tú me llamaste cuando estabas preocupada. Que querías ir a mí, hacia mí. Tú me me necesitabas para que tú estudiaras ¿cierto? esos son gestiones muy genuino para mí y eso me indicaba para mí que tú me querías entonces no sé por qué te asustaste de mí pero yo quería responder una gratitud y un cariño muy muy cariñoso para ti por eso me las estuve un poquito lastimado porque yo pensé que quizás todas estas gestiones que tú hiciste no fue no, no fue genuino no sé no tengo idea Obviamente yo no te voy a forzar que tú me amas. No quiero que tú... No quiero forzar a nadie que me ama. Nadie. Yo te quiero amar. Yo te quiero amar como si nadie pueda amarte como yo. Yo te quiero amar con un cariño y un respeto muy profundo para ti. En serio. ¿Tú crees que... Mira, no sé si tú me entiendas ahora, no sé. No sé si tú estás aquí, pero... Yo, yo hago, yo ya te expliqué esto, yo hago estas transmisiones porque quería encontrar a alguien que me conmueve, me conmueve aquí por dentro mi, mi corazón. Porque yo no, yo no te puedo explicar porque yo estoy atrás, at, 
tengo una atracción para ciertas personas, ¿me entiendes? O sea, tú eres esa línea en esa pintura de Jackson Pollock, ¿me entiendes? Entonces por eso yo hago este live para encontrar a alguien así. Y yo estuve haciendo esto casi, casi dos años ya. Casi dos años. Y cuando tú apareciste, bueno, eso fue algo muy... Una reacción muy única para mí. Y al principio no lo podía entender. ¿Por qué estaba reaccionando así? No sé. No te... Pero me fijé después que, bueno, es porque tengo una atracción única para ti. Y si tú estás siguiendo esta transmisión ahorita. Creo que tú sepas que yo te perdono. Te perdono porque yo sería, yo sería hipócrita. ¿okay? Sería hipócrita si yo no te perdono. Porque el perdón... Ha, me ha cambiado mucho, muchísimo. El perdón me ha cambiado muchísimo. Y si yo no te perdono, sería hipócrita. ¿Me entiendes? Sería un, un tremendo hipócrita. Pero especialmente para ti. Quizás, quizás algo en tu corazón te dice algo, te indica algo, no sé. Pero quiero, tú, quiero que tú sepas si, si tú te comunicas conmigo o algún día. Yo te voy a perdonar. Y si tú me permitas, ¿cierto? Si tú me permitas. Si tú me permitas. Te amaré. Pero si tú no quieres que te ama. Solamente me pides que no te ame. Estaré bien. No te preocupes. No te preocupes. Solo me lo pidas. Y yo voy a obedecer porque yo, yo te quiero. Y te voy a respetar. Voy a respetar tus decisiones. ¿Me entiendes? Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is the J. Rowland Podcast. Thank you so much for enduring some of this improv uh, Spanish dialogue. And um, I got a couple more poems here before I go tonight. So hopefully you'll stick around and listen to some of these poems. I'm sorry, but my throat is definitely getting a little drier now. As you guys know, I've 
been ill for the last few days and I'm just now feeling somewhat better but I'm definitely starting to wear down quite a bit and so I hope you guys are enjoying some of these poems that I read earlier today and well I hope that whatever is going on during this week for you uh, is going well and that you find some comfort in some of these poems and I want to encourage you all to read some of these poems because these are written by some really great people, some really like people that have a true genuine genuineness to speak to all of us, right? Men and women in a very loving way and you know whatever whatever your situation is, you know, there's something that you can learn from these poems, right? Something that you can see and relate to and so I hope that they do speak to you. I hope that they do somehow connect with you and you might find something comforting. I'm not promising you that these poems will solve your problems because they won't. That's something that you're going to have to figure out. But at least it can give you some sense of clarity perhaps or in the least motivation, right? Motivation to continue to pursue genuineness in people and in yourself, you know? In yourself, really, that's an important task here. All right, I wanna read a poem that is just a very sweet poem. So whatever walk of life you're in, whatever you're doing, hopefully hopefully this will speak to you and I don't know, do something. So let's see what happens. So this is titled This is titled Will you love me when I'm old? Here we go. This track, sorry. <laughs> this is a terrible track. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, let's give this one a shot. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Here we go. I would ask of you. soft and low that gives me many a heartache 
as the moments come and go. And your love, I know, is truthful. But the truest love grows cold. And it is this that I would ask you. Will you love me when I'm old? Life's morn will soon be waning. And it's evening bells be tolled. But my heart shall know no sadness. If you'll love me when I'm old. And down the stream of life together, we are sailing side by side, hoping some bright day to anchor safe beyond the surging tide. And today our sky is cloudless, but the night may clouds unfold. Though storms may gather round us, will you love me when I'm old? And when my hair shall shade the snowdrift and mine eyes shall dimmer grow, would lean upon some loved one through the valley as I go. I would claim of you a promise worth to me a world of gold. It is only this, my darling, that you'll love me. Ladies, I want to share a little piece of advice here. <laughs> I certainly don't want to get into like how you like to, you know, spend your time with your loved ones here. But can I just say that whatever guy you're with, okay, whoever, whoever they are, okay, and you're just sitting on the couch and just like chilling and I don't know, studying, reading or watching something or just hanging out in the, in the same sofa, right? In the same couch. And you decide to just like, <laughs> just like, sit next to the guy right like just like just like you know get close cuddle all these things or you just want to grab his hand or or arm or whatever right yeah we like it we like it a lot it makes us feel very like more like a man right it's like that's the woman that I want to grow old with 
you know it's like one of those instances where you can finally feel like oh man i want to grow old with that with that woman you know been a long time since I felt like that, but hopefully one day again. We'll see. I have no idea. But it certainly is one of those moments where it's like, wow. Yeah, I think I could, I think I want to grow old with this, with, with this woman. <laughs> you know, obviously there's other factors in there as well, but Just the FYI. <laughs> anyway. It's a great poem. So sincere. Just lovely. I mean, what more can we say about sincere poems like this, right? Listen to this one. This one's titled, You and I. Listo? Alright. I'm gonna wait till this song goes like a little... soft. Pero esto es para ti, Blanquita. Si es que me escuchas algún día. strength to help, your laugh to cheer, heart, soul, and senses need you, one and all. I droop without your full, frank sympathy. so to comprehend the dream, the hope, things planned or seen or wrought, companion, comforter, and guide, and friend. As much as love asks love, does thought ask thought? Life is 
so short, so fast the lone hours fly. We ought to be together. You and I. Tú estás en mi corazón, en mi mi cabeza cuando leo poemas así las palabras forman una imagen como un silueta de una memoria y esa memoria es tú esa memoria eres tú por eso que siento esos poemas los siento así bien al corazón ¿me entiendes? so that poem was written by an unknown author unfortunately we don't know who the author is for that poem but oh i'm sorry i'll take that back that was the the, the previous one sorry <laughs> no 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 that one the one i just read is called you and i and that one was read by or i'm sorry written by henry alford henry alford and i forget what year it was written but i want to say like early 1900s late 1800s I'll have to check, but I really don't know, actually. But, he wait, Henry Ellsworth? Uh, I forgot. I have to check. Anyway, Henry Alford, the title is You and I. So, it's, it's a great one. Bellissima, bellissima. Tutti bella. Oh man, so many good ones here. <laughs> I'm gonna read one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read one in my southern accent. You guys want to hear the southern accent? <laughs> this one's titled "Need of Lovin'." I like this one actually. You guys ready? <laughs> oh man. Here we go. All right, here we go in five, four, three. Folk need a lot of loving in the morning. The day is all before, with cares beset, and the cares we know, and they that give no warning. For love is God's own antidote, for fret. Folk need a heap of loving, 
at noontime. In the battle lull, in the moment snatched from strife, halfway between the waking and the croon time, while bickering and worriment are rife, and folk hunger, so fall loving at the night time, when wearily they take them home to rest. At slumber, song, and turning out the light time, of all the times for loving, that's the best. And folk want a lot of loving every minute. The sympathy of others and their smile till life's end from the moment they begin. Folk need a lot of loving all the while. Yes, ma'am. May not be a true southerner, but certainly have my manners. I meant what I said earlier. accept your apology and I truly forgive you and if you want me to love you again you want me to pursue you again all you gotta do is ask and I'll oblige ma'am certainly would be my pleasure I know I'll be maybe you as an an accent right now, but I truly mean it with all sincerity. Let me use my normal voice so you can know that I'm being sincere. All you gotta do is ask. Mi corazón es grande para ti, right? That's okay. Good poem, Need of Loving by Strickland Gilliam. If you're ever, if you're ever. <clears throat> If you're ever going to love me. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotta read this one. This one's this one's a good one actually. You guys are gonna like this one. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me see. I gotta get a song for this one, man. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, let's give this a shot. Let's see what happens. If you're ever going to love me, love me now. 
while I can know all the sweet and tender feelings from which real affection flow. Love me now while I am living, and do not wait till I am gone. and then chisel it in marble, warm love words on ice-cold stone. If you've dear, sweet thoughts about me, why not whisper them to me? Don't you know, t'would make me happy as glad as glad could be? If you wait till I am sleeping, never to wake again, there will be walls of earth between us, and I couldn't hear you then. If you knew someone was thirsting for a drop of water, sweet. Would you be so slow to bring it? Would you step with laggard feet? And there are tender hearts all round us who are thirsting for our love. Why withhold from them what nature makes them crave all else above? when the grass grows over my face and I won't crave your love or kisses in my last low resting place. So, then, if you love me any, if it's but a little bit, Let me know now, while living, I can own and treasure it. Dang. Seriously, did you guys listen to that? Did you guys listen to that? Why are you... Did you listen to that? <laughs> Perfect. Such a great poem. Right? If you don't like somebody, let them know. Seriously. Stop worrying about like hurting their feelings. You're going to make it worse by like not telling them. <laughs> but if you do like them, right? If you do see something great that you want to be with, then let them know. Right? Don't wait till they pass. Where, in this case, this guy died. Right? Once again, this is just a poem. But the persona in the poem, right? That persona died, right? Or, I'm sorry, not died, but like metaphorically, like if they die, then they won't be able to hear them right they won't be able to like see that gesture 
right? How they felt about him. That's it. If you're ever going to love me, love me now. While I can know. I can own and treasure it. Your love is like a treasure. It's beyond any value. Right? It's something that I can keep and just hold on to because whatever season is passing, right? Whatever is going on in my life, whatever like turmoil, storms, etc. All these things. I can endure all of that heartache, all of those times, because I know that your love will sustain me, right? Just as much as I want my love to sustain you, right? Whatever, you know, all the challenges that you go through, right? All the dreams that you hope for, like, of course, I want to be more than happy to support you in that, right? I'll be more than willing to support you in that. Because I just want to be with you. Right? I mean, obviously I want to, like, develop my career too, but, like, that comes second to wanting to serve and protect you, right? So, I'm not going to withhold how I feel about you. Right? If I... There's something significant there, right? Then yeah, I'm just gonna let you know about it. And if that makes you uncomfortable, then by all means, express it. Let me know. Let me know that it makes you uncomfortable. And if you want to talk about it, I'd be more than happy to talk about it. I'd be more than happy to like listen. Like, you probably know this by now, right? Like, I I'm I'm, I'm pretty good listening. <laughs> I'm pretty good, right? Even though I lecture for a living. I actually like to be, I don't like to talk as much, <laughs> as ironic as that sound, I don't really like to talk a lot, I like to be quiet, I like to just sit still, I just want to like, be in the same room, right, anyway, you already know about this, it's a great poem, bottom line, You know, I have, to, I have to say this. So, all of you guys know who Post Malone is, right? Right? Or at least... You have heard of him. So, you know what's cool about Post Malone? And this is not what a lot of people uh, know about him very much. Or, let me let me just re reiterate this. This is what's something that you don't really, like, get to read in magazines and, like, see on TV a lot. But there's actually him in a couple of interviews actually saying this. But this guy actually used to read a lot of poems when he was younger, right? Like he used to like really, really like just read a lot of poems, right? From all kinds of uh, eras, right? Romantics, Victorian, right? British, American, all kinds, right? He liked poetry. And so... You know, a lot of his songs, like, obviously they're more about heartache, but 
there's something very like very special about how he like connects himself with relationships, right? Like the people he's he's he pursued in his life, right? In many ways, he was a romantic because the woman that the women that he was interested in, right? He gave his heart to them, and for some reason, you know, you know, it, it didn't work out, and so yeah, so that's how he wrote a lot of those songs, right? Like just uh, interesting, something to think about, right? Anyway, ever since I found out about that, then I, I started liking him a little bit more. <laughs> I have to share this. I have to share this. I have to share this. <laughs> I used to love talking to a really dear friend of mine on the phone. And the and the, and the conversations were so special, right? Like that Sometimes time would fly really fast, for me at least. And at first, you know, I, I you know, whenever we said goodbye, you know, I really, I really didn't like, you know, it was just a, a normal goodbye, right? And I just, I didn't really feel anything, and that's how it was for for quite some time. But I remember one night. finished talking to her and I think it was like one or two o'clock in the morning and I swear I, I, I just woke up I was sleeping okay I was dead asleep but I just woke up because I had this like feeling this this like like emptiness inside and I was realizing that like I was missing her I was missing just like, I don't know, hearing her, hearing from her and just like, I was missing her. So, sent a text and surprisingly she responded. And so I knew she was awake, so I called her <laughs> and I could tell she was also tired. And um, I remember that same night when I called her that late, I expressed to her that I loved her. sleep <laughs> I'll never forget that I'll never forget that I did feel bad for waking her up though that's that I'll never forget that <laughs> I did I did feel bad yeah 
But I don't regret, I don't regret expressing it to her. But the best memory I have after I said it though was how her eyes like slightly modified from being like, you know, tired to like opening up a little bit more. It was amazing, man. It was like, it was total darkness too. Like I could barely see her face, right? Cause it was just like the screen light, right? Of, of her uh, phone. <clears throat> but even in that darkness, right? Even in that like very low lighting, I could see her eyes just like glow, you know? It's stuff like that, like, I don't forget, man. I don't forget that. Like, I don't, I, it's hard for me to discard it. Which is why I started writing poems about her. Because that's my way of expressing, right? Other guys do it differently, right? Some guys will, I don't know, sing. Some guys will play sports. Some guys will make things, right? Carpentry. Some guys will, I don't know, just do things, right? And mine is doing and writing poems. And not just random ones, like things that I actually spend time, like just editing and revising and making sure that it's the right syllable, the right intonation, and like the right pace, and the right measurement. Because I want this poem to be the likeness of my sentiment and my memory of her. Because if it doesn't work out later, at least I have this poem to like remember. And of course I want her to feel honored as well, right? Like I want her to feel honored and be able to read this poem for herself and just remember just how wonderful she is because sometimes some people can't see the true beauty in themselves until they have an outside perspective of someone actually pointing that out and so in many ways I was trying to have the poem created for her so that she can be remember, reminded of just how wonderful she is, just how special she is. Anyway. This is the J. Rolden Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This is episode 55, and I'm hoping that you have are having a wonderful time. We've been looking at some some old poems, some love poems, and some poems that speak to the heart to edify you. So whatever walk of life you're in, what, whatever it is that you're doing, I hope that you are learning something new and also finding some solace and comfort and peace, really, peace in some of these poems. Ladies, I'm just going to say one last thing, okay? I don't know who it is that you're pursuing. I don't know who it is that you're interested in. I don't know what is going on in your life. But I want you to look for... I want you to look for one important attribute in a guy. 
because if you cannot if you have a hard time finding this one particular attribute in a man then you should be very weary of them does this man offer you peace is his agenda for restoring peace right like peace is an important quality that a man himself seeks for himself and if he hasn't found it he will not be able to offer that peace back to you because there's probably some other things that he's dealing with that he hasn't learned to overcome yet and so that's a big, big, big red flag. So, I say this again. Does this man offer you peace? Does he want to res restore it, preserve it? Is peace his main objective for, for you? Right? Which is why forgiveness is such a critical component for a man. If a guy doesn't learn how to forgive, then he doesn't know how to maintain and restore peace. And you can guarantee that every single relationship that he ever pursues from that point on will always be in turmoil. Which is why you need to find someone who is genuinely and actively pursuing peace more than anything else okay you might be a gorgeous woman you might be a kind-hearted woman you might be a successful woman you might be an intelligent cultured woman but all those things don't matter if peace isn't the number one attribute because it is through peace that he'll be able to endure all the complexities of what you are because let's face it both of us are complex peace will allow a man to be patient peace will be will allow a man to be compassionate peace will allow a man to grow spiritually with you peace will be the main objective for whatever challenges both of you face and he'll want to do it together in peace and harmony with you all those other attributes will slowly fade and deteriorate but peace will always be the foundation corazón te ofrezco mi paz mi compasión mi ser y mi corazón para ti si es que tú lo quieras pero yo no te voy a forzar 
si es que tú quieres realmente paz, si es que tú realmente quieres compasión, si es que tú realmente quieres amor, si es que tú realmente quieres crecer. Solamente me tienes que pedirlo. All right, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful time here. This is the Jay Rolden Speaks Show. And once again, if you're new to this live, I have a Spotify account on, on Spotify. And I want to encourage you guys to go to my Spotify account and subscribe there. I would greatly appreciate it, guys. And yeah, whatever it is that you can donate or whatever it is that you can offer, uh, I'd be happy to, to um, yeah, just be thankful and give you a shout out every time I do these lives. And so thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope that whatever it is that you do tomorrow or this weekend, that you do it with a lot of intention, with a lot of purpose, with a lot of kind heartedness, and you feel somewhat better about yourself. And I don't know when the next time I'm going to do these lives. As you guys know, something might happen. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to be morbid here, but I'm just being, you know, somewhat realistic, right? Because you never know. Sometime something might happen and I'm no longer here, right? <laughs> Once again, I just want to clarify it. I'm not being morbid. I just like to... You know, I know where my soul's going, so I'm not worried about that. But I just want you to know that these lives are absolutely a pleasure, and I do them because I love poetry and I like reading it. And so I read it anyway, so might as well read it to someone that wants to listen. So have a great night, have a wonderful day tomorrow, and for all my Hispanic community, bueno. ¿Por qué, ¿Por qué se quedaron callados? <risa> bueno, espero que estén eh, felices y que Dios les bendiga. Y bueno, si Dios quiere, los vemos pronto. Y un gran abrazo para ustedes, para su familia. Y no sé qué van a hacer mañana o fin de semana, pero que lo pasen súper, súper bien. Y si Dios quiere, nos vemos luego en uno de estos días. Quizás mañana, quizás el sábado, no tengo idea. Pero bueno, ha sido un placer y un orgullo para mí para hacer esto y espero que mis amigos y mi familia pueden ser orgullosos de el contenido que he producido cierto así que muchas gracias por su sintonía y quizás la próxima hagamos un live solamente en español quizás no sé vamos a ver anyway have a good night everybody take it easy bye bye Things always take long, sorry. <laughs>